Welcome back to Woo Woo School. We have on the pod with us Karen Chambers, who I found in a very intuitive way, um, researching some flower remedies, and she seemed to really add value to the conversation about that. So we got to talking, and it kind of was what we want to talk about today. So Kendall is going to lead us off here with what a flower remedy is, because if you paused and was like, wait, 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 she's saying words I don't understand. What is she even talking about? Um, Kendall's here to kind of fill in the gaps for you guys, and we can talk about our experience with one so far. If you want to yeah. take us there, Kendall. Let's go. Okay, so um, as Angela was saying, all three of us have taken something um, called Alexis Smart Flower Remedies. Now, we were going to go into kind of the woo-woo side of it. You know how we are. Like, we're just like, okay, let's go into it. But my husband, who is not woo-woo at all, was like, what is a flower remedy? And I was like, you know what? I need to do research so that for the people who are like, listen, don't spirit dust me right now. Like, what is a flower remedy that I could go into it? And while I was researching, I actually found some really incredible material. So um, Alexis Smart started, I want to say I'm like, 2004, but it's actually a Bach remedy. So a Bach remedy was created in the 1930s um, by Dr. Edward Bach, who was a British physician who actually was working on vaccines, which I find is really interesting. So as his career went on, he felt that there was something missing in conventional medicine and that the body was being treated, but that the patient themselves, like their spirit, their emotional state was being ignored and left them in a state of distress even after the physical illness, illness had been cured, which is a really like crazy concept at the time because they were only treating um, illness of the body itself. They didn't understand that there was any connection whatsoever um, to the spirit um, or the mental state within healing, right? So during World War I, he had been a war doctor, a soldier doctor, and he had a bunch of war beds and realized that those that were hopeful that they were going to heal, they actually healed so much faster, which created this research that proved how powerful the spirit's health is for healing. So he believes that being able to heal someone's negative emotional state was the key um, for the body to be, to get rid of any kind of emotional blockages to be able to heal itself, which I think is so cool. So anyway, eventually he created a system. So let's like, remember, he went from vaccinations, like helping these soldiers to actually going completely over into this plant-based model of eventually creating a system where only the person's outlook and emotional state were used to guide the prescription and remedy if they were sick. So we came up with Bach flower remedies, which is what we took. Um, and it essentially is 38 essences, each specific to one note, you could say, of the emotional spectrum. So um, they've had a super devoted following since then, so almost 100 years. And they, they're believed to help balance emotions and relieve stress so that energetically it brings us back into alignment so that the body itself can heal. Um, she describes it as like tuning an instrument. So you take these flower remedies um, four times a day under the tongue, um, and it's just a few drops. And essentially what she says is energetically, 
that vibration of these different plants help tune the instrument of your body, tune these different emotions so that your emotions can be more in flow. So your body is able to heal from there, which I thought was exact that, I mean, we eat this stuff up. So Whoa. I had no idea of the history and I'm very thankful you walked us through that because I learned a lot and uh, wanted to just give a shout out to our guest here who we just totally uh, have on the line, but we haven't given a chance to get a word in here. But Karen, did you know any of that beforehand? Because this is all news to me, but I would love to know a little about your background with it. Yeah, I did. I did know some of that. I um, So by trade, I am a, a holistic nutritional therapist and a naturopath. And whilst I was studying um, to become a naturopath, we also looked at, you know, in addition to so many different parts of natural healing, we did look at flower essences. Mm. Um, so it's something I love I that had... they taught that. Very mm. cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was mind-blowing. And you know, we learned the foundations of flower essences. We learned a little bit about the history. I forgot some of the history. So it was really interesting just hearing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, we learned, and we learned also about the impact between emotions and how, you know, emotions can manifest as ailments within the body and how mm-hmm. shifts can occur through flower essences. So I knew some of that, but I hadn't experienced the power of it until I'd taken a particular essence that I know we're going to discuss. Um, Yes. So with you, when you, I I know that you learned about it in your training, but what actually pulled the trigger for you to be like, yes, I'm actually going to try this and see how it goes. Mm, So I listened to a podcast that I listen to quite regularly where the host had mentioned this particular flower essence. And one of the things she said that really struck a chord with me is that for her, she tried flower essences. Yeah, she felt great. She didn't feel bad, but nothing big happened. And I knew from colleagues of mine and friends who had taken flower essences, they'd had huge shifts. And I just Mm. hadn't had that. And this host said something which really stood out to me, which was, you know, she thought that perhaps they just weren't strong enough for her. And that's how I felt. You know, I've got... Mm. I've got bark flower essences at home. I've taken some. I felt okay, but nothing major had happened. And the most powerful shift for me, I thought, you know, I need something that is almost a super custom blend is, mm. is how I felt. I need something with some major endorsement. And if this person felt hard to reach, which is what she was saying through your, your, your average flower essence, let's give this a go. And I mean, what she actually said was she just hadn't had the right blend. And I think that's what the case was with me. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So when she's talking about this, we had all stumbled upon Unblocked, which is one of her flower remedies. She has different ones for Alexa Smart does for um, different ailments, emotional states of being. And um, I had actually taken um, In Love and I also took Unburdened before I took unblocked. Um, and so, and I loved both of those remedies and I felt like during those times it was very healing. They were gentle, um, but they were very healing. And I didn't even actually know that they were so healing until I was looking back at my journal at the beginning of me taking it. And then at the end being like, yeah, there's no like crazy shift. But then I would look and be like, oh, all of these emotions that were plaguing me have dissipated. 
So, wow, it is so subtle that it just kind of changes, Mm -hmm. changes, you know, vibrationally what you're kind of holding. And so, but then when we got unblocked, Mm -hmm. um, Angela actually started taking it first. I, I started taking it after her and I was ripped open. Yeah. The, the upheaval, the upheaval was so intense for me. And it is my only flower remedy to ever make note of. Like, whereas Kendall and Karen here have taken other ones before. Mm-hmm. So they, this was my only experience, but it rocked me to my core. There were a lot of things that bubbled up. It was really exhausting work, but I would love to talk about our experiences with Unblock. So really quick, I wanted to read you guys. So in case you're just driving in your car or we're on while you're cooking dinner, I want wanted to read that three different women here on the mic were both were all drawn to this and this is what it was described as if you feel unworthiness held back by past programming lack of direction doubting your intuition untapped potential fear of failure here are the benefits self-love and worthiness reprogramming limiting beliefs knowing your purpose trusting your pings confidence ability to manifest so we love this whole idea of different different flower remedies as a whole and not just this specific one. But since we all did take this specific one, we did kind of want to talk a little about our experience with it. So um, Karen, you brought up something I thought was really interesting that me and Kendall then discussed came up for us as well, which was minimalism and this overarching theme of wanting to clean out like old drawers of the soul, if you will, or Mm -hmm. physical, like maybe getting rid of clothes or getting rid of stuff in your house or cleaning shop or taking inventory. And I'd love to know more about what that looked like for you, both of Mm. you. Sure. So, I mean, for me, just to give you some context, I mean, the the benefits of that have just reminded me hearing that list. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Mm. That feeling of feel you know and I don't want to say that my self-worth was at its lowest or but you know we're coming through the pandemic we've all had a really really hard time there's been so many different shifts and I just felt as much as I'm dedicated to doing lots of inner work that I do I've always done continuously and I always add to I just needed something more and I needed to push through some blocks that I had that I felt were holding me back in terms of my career in particular and my career, my personal life to me, feel very much sort of gelled together. And yeah. So I needed something that was going to help me cut through a lot of noise that I had in my head that was, I felt, stopping me from making leaps and jumps and even seeing my worth in terms of where my, it should be within my business um, to take certain risks, to knock on certain doors and to even share ideas. And I was really struggling with that. And the minimalism that came in for me arrived in the form of initially it was my physical space. And I live in quite a small apartment in London. You know, it's London property markets, very similar to New York, very small spaces. You have to be good with organizing your personal space in order to live in these setups. And even though I feel I live in quite a neat setup, I suddenly looked around and thought, this is mess. This is chaos. Like, how can I move forward in my business? How can I move forward with my plans when my working space, especially working from home, doesn't feel right? Mm. And I needed streamlining beyond what I thought was already streamlined. And 
I wouldn't say I chucked out, you know, mad, crazy amounts of stuff, but I started to go through my closet. I started to go through certain cupboards. I started to get, I got rid of books, which for me is huge. I love books, (laughs) but also they're my comfort blanket. I like to, I look at these books sometimes that I've got, I've got so many and I think, yeah, you know, I love seeing all my spiritual books, my healing books. I haven't read them all, but I'll read them one day. And I had this moment where I thought I need to share these books with someone because I'm not, they're taking up my space. Mm -hmm. And I made that step to put together a box of books and give them away. And it was little things like that that started and with the physical space, the clearing up. And then eventually this sort of desire within me came up to just be more simplistic with my decisions. Mm. And for me, I'm quite, I like to have options. I I feel like I like to have lots of options, lots of choice. And I make decisions sort of at the last minute. I like to feel like, you know, I don't have to go in one direction and it didn't appeal to me anymore. I sort of felt like I need to step back and just simplify my life. And this desire for some sort of minimalism sort of started to to emerge. Now, I wouldn't say my lifestyle is minimalistic at all, but for me, there was just a simplifying, you know. Yeah. Me overcomplicating things makes things harder for myself. I love that. Karen, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. And I really resonate with that. Um, but I also like what kept coming up to me while you were saying this was this idea of manifestation, right? Mm. I forgot that that was on the list, but you know, (laughs) the whole idea of manifestation is meeting the person that you're going to be like, it's Mm. not waiting for this person. It is making the steps to then meet her. And it's almost like you were doing, you were drawn to this moving Mm. manifestation towards the woman that you wanted to be in your business, in your space, in your, you know what I mean? And Mm, so I mm. absolutely love that. Um, It was Mm. interesting. Angela had said that she had talked with you about that and said minimalism came up. And it was so funny because I didn't even realize how much that had been coming up for me until Mm. she brought it up. Like I didn't make the connection. Me neither. Um, And it was coming up with both of us in totally different ways, but it was this sort of shedding of a who we were that was keeping us stagnant and moving forward into where we can see so much more clearly. And Ken, how did it come up for you? I feel so. uh, The first one was physical. Um, the first one was I rearranged my entire house within the first, like two. <laughs> it wasn't I, just like, me then. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I rearranged my living room. I took all of the color out of my living room. It was all like creams and whites and everything, which is already mostly my house, but all of a sudden busyness really bothered me. And mm. so my whole living space, my office, whatever, I just, I really pared down so that I felt it was more of a sanctuary than busy. Um, and so that was the first one. Um, another one was, I feel that the blocks that, um, come up in my life are often trying to be different things for different people instead of this true like unwatered down essence of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that minimalism came into that. It was slowly taking things out. And I'm not saying like you, I'm not saying that I'm in some minimalistic like lifestyle. I'm just saying it was, I was watching my 
my authentic draw to get rid of certain things that were watering down my essence. And I realized how, how I believed things to be blocks and really what it was, was just allowing too many options in my life mm-hmm. and, um, how taking some kind of like half-assed yeses, taking those out and leaving room for like, yeah, this lights me up. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I should say. This is what I should do. The, this is the decision that, you know, makes this life, um, vibrant for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think just, yeah, the, it was that minimalism of, of, of mental space. And so I, I definitely resonate with what you're saying, but like I said, I didn't even know that that's what it was until you had expressed that that was your experience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, me too. Like that's yeah. crazy. I so what it- was it for you, Angela? Oh, sorry. No, I was just because I think it, it, what it gave me is just now of realizing it, hearing you say say those words, think about my experience. It gave me clarity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really so, g- gave me overarching clarity, and things just looked clearer to me. Clarity was huge for me. So I realized that I was doing a whole style evolution, and I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was in connection to um, to the remedy. But I think it was just so parallel at the same time that it feels very you know, reactive to that. And like we all talked about how it's so, it's more easily identifiable as something physical, like a tangible thing. So I was physically going through my closet. I was getting rid of things that don't serve me. And what's funny is for Kindle that was taking out color for me, that was adding a lot of color. And I like Mm -hmm. feel like so much more myself when I have colors and prints and things that are like rich in textures around me in my closet. And I'm very much an explosion of color when I dress and I was dumbing my, not dumbing, dimming myself down in my style. And like, Mm -hmm. that was something that was sort of reminded me of, I'm now showing up as my future version of myself now, where I wear things that really make me feel proud and make me feel excited to get dressed for myself. And, you know, I've had some body image changes. We've had babies. My weight has struggled here and there, you know, going up and down. And I just started having this light bulb moment where I was like, I don't deserve to suffer while I'm trying to clean up my diet, which was the next thing I did after the closet thing. Um, in this way of feeling like, oh, right now I don't feel the best about myself physicality wise. So I don't need to dress myself. It it was so, I was not surprised in my appearance because I wasn't feeling my best. I was feeling really vulnerable after having a kid and my weight was not great and all these things. And I was just like, no, I, I can take pride in myself right now, love myself right now, know that it's not where I want to end up, but know that I'm on the journey. And then I just started doing it right away. Like I started dressing myself and it was such a little change, but it really opened things up for me and rippled effect into other things. So I cleaned up my diet. I'm taking a break from processed sugar and that's been really, really eye-opening for me. I started going to the chiropractor to kind of get myself aligned spinal wise all these different things kind of came together, but it, the catalyst was this unblocked remedy. And another thing we had kind of touched on was the clarity piece. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I feel really excited that I was so confident in this time that's really vulnerable for me in which I'm applying for jobs again after being a stay-at-home mom for almost two years. I am going back to work in a more nine-to-five format, which I haven't seen in a while, and it's po- it's in the middle of a pandemic where a lot of people are changing or ha- are looking for jobs, and 
it's just kind of going back into um, an environment I haven't been in in a while and changing gears a little bit. And at the base, that would make me pretty vulnerable. But I was so sure that as I'm interviewing these companies, and I don't say this as like a cockiness, but I'm like, I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. It needs to be an energetic match on both ends. I don't have to feel at all insecure that I don't have enough to bring to the table because Mm -hmm. the job that I want wants me back. And that's Mm -hmm. just been my motto throughout these, all these interviews. And I've been so easily turning down things that I know I couldn't make salary wise or things I couldn't Mm -hmm. make because I knew it wouldn't be work-life balance. And I'm just so much more clear-headed about, no, that's not important to me and I'm not, or like that is important to me or that isn't important to me or whatever it is and, and not feeling like I have to be almost like a performance puppet to be, to be mm-hmm. accepted into this role. It's in, and my husband kind of pointed that out. He's like, I'm really proud of you for just being exactly who you are from the first time that you're phone interviewing or in-person interviewing with these companies because it is so important to you to be yourself throughout any role that you take on. And so the fact you're just really understanding that and at the, at the heart of that, know that that's so important to you. I don't know. It's just been a mm-hmm. huge change for me because I think I normally would be so much more sensitive to this job approach, feeling like I'm coming out of stay at home motherhood, but I promise I'm a good worker. Like it, there's this vulnerability about like, oh, I have to explain why I've been out of the, the corporate work scene and mm-hmm. all of these things. And I just have some, so much more focus about it. I yeah. totally relate to parts of that because around the time when I was taking um, this remedy, I was at a point where I was taking a bit of a break because I've been working quite hard, but I needed to think about the next batch of work Mm -hmm. and being self-employed. There has always been, that's always been a struggle for me between Mm -hmm. the work that I really love and then the work that can pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And even though the balance has been shifting so much, there is still that element of the work that pays the bills, but at what price to me? in Mm -hmm. terms of my own emotional health, my own physical health and stress levels ultimately. And I felt like I was tested a few times whilst I was taking Unblocked where the job offer came through that was reasonably lucrative, but work I've done before that I didn't want to do anymore Mm -hmm. because it really would be compromising so much of myself and I would just be so unhappy. But yes, there'd be money, but at what cost? And it's the kind of work I never used to say no to. It's on the freelance basis. It's for a short period of time, maybe two, three months. But I said no. And for me, that was quite a brave thing. And I don't think I would have done that without Unblocked because just as you described there, I was feeling more in my worth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like the world is not going to stop. I'm not going to starve. I, I will be able to pay my bills. You know, something better will come up. Yes. And this is not the job for me. And How beautiful is that? Yeah. I'm so proud of you because- oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because I think, you know, even when I was thinking about flower remedies and, and I say this for anyone who's listening, it's not that you specifically have to take flower remedies, but I think what it is- is this understanding when we're talking about kind of holistic health, it really is mind, body, spirit, right? Like Mm -hmm. when you can start taking care of each piece of that, they are all taken care of. How I almost call this like spirit medicine because Mm. it's treating 
it's treating the spirit of who you are um, versus the body versus even the mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when you treat the spirit in that example, you start taking care of your body by saying, I'm not going to put this stress. I'm not going to put this, um, you know, you're taking care of your body and your mind with this and saying, no, like I'm in a good place with my spirit. So because of that, I'm going to keep my other two pillars in a good space as well. And so I think, and as we all know, it's like one, when you don't take care of one, they can all start to spiral. You don't take care of your body, then your mind goes and then your spirit goes. And then if you don't, you know what I mean? And so, and Mm -hmm. so I think it's this beautiful realigning of saying, Hey, taking a, an honest look, I think all three of us had things on the table where we said, you know what, I could really use improvement in this. And I realized Mm -hmm. that if I don't align here, this may sabotage one of these other pillars of my health. And um, I think that that is what health is, is is having a very graceful look at yourself, right? And saying, this is where I could feel more whole or more healthy or more supported or more whatever it is so that I can take care of myself and the people around me. So I just love what you said about that. And, and Angela too, like just taking care of yourself with your job and being like, no, I am worthy of having something that will allow me to be in alignment, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Can you also mention something that had come up between me and you about how while we were taking Unblocked, we feel like it was almost an invitation, a bat signal out yes. to other people because what we noticed, Karen, in, our, in some of our friendships, and we, I'd love to hear if this was your uh, scenario as well, we, a lot of shadow work amongst our friendships between me and Kendall and with other close friends in my life were bubbling to the surface mm. had been underground for maybe years on either end of ways in which we felt mm. let down or hurt by each other. And we were really doing a lot of repairing and healing and airing out a lot of the things that were kind of lurking beneath. Mm. And that was coming up in a lot of my different friendships. And Part of but it, it was, was interesting, yeah, because she mm-hmm. was saying, she was like, you know, what is it? Like, I feel like everyone right now is, and I was saying how, you know how, you know, the phrase like vibes don't lie. It's like when you're a vibrational match for something, it, it really is this invisible invitation into that. And so I was laughing that I'm like, I think the whole idea of flower remedies, right, is that you are ingesting something that has a vibration level that helps with whatever emotion that Mm -hmm. you're suffering with. And so because of that, I feel that your body, once you've been taking it for a little bit, is at a vibrational level that is an invitation to others. Like I said, like a bat signal into the sky of like, (laughs) do you have some unresolved like blocks that you would like to come over here with? Yes. Um, Because it wasn't just us or like this internal thing. I felt that it was maybe we just embodied at the time, mm-hmm. this 
space of like, yeah, if you have anything that you need to dig up, like, come on over. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's also that mm-hmm. we weren't, I wasn't um, shouting from the rooftops that I was taking this. I was doing this as a personal experiment with myself. And so I haven't been that open until right now about this and haven't been talking about it. So it wasn't like I brought it up. They were like, oh, that's interesting. It helps you get unblocked. Well, here's the ways in which I feel blocked. <laughs> it mm-hmm. wasn't like that. It was like a under uh, an underground a signal that Kendall had mentioned that just went shooting out into anyone that was open to uh, catching on the wave. And I want to admit it wasn't always fun work. I mean, Mm. there was lots of tears. There was a lot of facing shadow. There was a lot of facing ways in which I have let people down in my life that I love and ways that they've let me down that I've now Mm -hmm. gotten the courage to mention. And there was just a lot of honesty Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of, it, it was a hard work, but I think it was the right work. And, um, I would do it all over again, even though it was painful. It was so eye opening. Mm. I mean, I had, um, when I, I was, I was kind of concerned that something like that might happen because I have had in the past going back quite a few years, situations with people who I still am friends with but maybe not as close Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. things were very toxic. It was very difficult, but we got through it. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to myself, okay, if you choose to remain friends with some of these people, you need to see the situation for what it is. And luckily as we've grown older, they've evolved and a lot of that toxicity has fallen away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was concerned. I thought, what if this changes my closest relationships? What if I look at people that I really love and feel differently? Um, and actually, it didn't, it didn't quite happen like that. What I realized happened with some friendships in particular was not that I felt that there was baggage or issues came up, but I personally felt in myself some acceptance because I think, especially during the pandemic, there have been times where, I'm sure lots of people have experienced this, where you want to lean on particular individuals maybe more than you normally would because you're having a bad day you're having a hard time and they're not always readily available because they have their own lives to deal with and I've always had an attitude which is one of well you know you can't expect people to be there for you all the time and it can feel disappointing and what I noticed when I was taking this remedy is that I just kind of there was this kind of peace about it I was like no people can't always be there when I need them just because I'm having a bad day and it's okay. It's fine. And I'm in a place of acceptance with that. I even had a situation. I've just remembered actually, my gosh, I just remembered the day I'm blocked arrived at my door. I had had a remote healing session and uh, somebody who I worked with who does healing and it's just through zoom. She did this healing session and I felt incredible. It came off the session, the door knocked, and there was a package, and it was unblocked that had arrived in the post. Um, so I opened it, and I took the drops, and within 60 seconds, I felt really happy, and I felt like I wanted to cry. Aww. And I, I was like, wow, where did that come from? And I think it was a combination of just having this healing session taking unblocked I didn't even read the instructions I just put I just knew that it's four drops under the tongue took it and I just felt overwhelmed with happiness and I cried mm-hmm. and I didn't know why I didn't know where and I then 
thought about an ex, somebody, an ex-partner, somebody who I still talk to him, but we're not particularly friends. And I hadn't spoken to him in a long time. And I just reached out to him, I sent him a message and I said, look, this is silly. We don't speak anymore, but hope you're okay. And it hadn't been very long. We hadn't spoken for. And he messaged back. He said, yeah, I'm good. And thank you for the message. I appreciate that. And out of nowhere, I just felt this need to, I guess, bring down the wall, bring down the barrier. Yes. I feel that like was it was, there. yes. I felt like it was such a release. I was crying a lot, but it was a way of just like, this was bent, built up and pent up. And I thought I was so good at expressing my emotions and getting out things I need to talk about. Mm. And I'm a very like active therapy advocate and all these things. I was like, I thought, I thought I was doing the work and I was, and like you, like how we introed this call with, like we are somebody that is seeking, you know, spiritual health, holistic health. We're trying to stay on top of what makes us feel good energetically, emotionally, mentally. Uh, but it's just so fascinating that something, an external remedy like this can really break us open even more. And we're like, yeah. I mean, me and Kendall were like, well, damn, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we, yeah, you know, we're already doing so much shadow work, uh, but mm. yeah, I feel like it was a very powerful one. Uh, to take. And I'm, I'm glad that all of us had different epiphanies. And although they all kind of uh, manifested in different ways, it feels like it was a very clearing experience so that I- Yes, more, it was. Yes. Like it, even ground, like I'm looking at the road ahead and I'm like, I don't, I will never know how all the answers. Um, but, and my mom always says this and I love this. So if I've said this on the podcast before, well, just apologies about me. that, but yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, but she always says, as you get older, you don't, um, you don't know what's coming. You just get better at not knowing. And I think oh, about that I all the time because yeah. I'm like, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, you know what? I don't exactly know the next steps. We usually don't, but I have such a trust and a faith in the universe right now. And, I, and, and in my faith that things are always working out to my benefit without my knowledge of why I feel so much more confident to move forward in the ways that feel serving to me and just to follow the pings like it says. And like yes. Kendall and I are always trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes I um and I wanted to go over real fast um because I thought this was interesting in regards to kind of this clearing of emotion that we had talked about is that um Dr. Bach actually um put together the emotions that he believed kept the body from healing even on a physical plane and so I want to read them because I think so his whole idea was that what we energetically feel in our brains, like what, what we think about in our emotional state or whatever, it, it manifests itself in our body. Um, and, you know, Karen, I know through mm-hmm. school and stuff, you understand like disease is only mm-hmm. a lack of ease in the body. And so when Absolutely. we can kind of clear out some of these emotions, it mm-hmm. actually allows these different ailments to not um, get too far down yeah. into us that it causes a health problem. And so the emotions that he said he believed caused a lack of health, that if we cleared them um, mm-hmm. through a flower remedy, through something else, through shadow work, whatever we want to do, um, that it would clear up so much for our body to be able to fight off disease. And these emotions that he felt caused lack of health is fear, loneliness, lack of interest in current circumstances, oversensitivity to influences or ideas, sadness or despair, 
or cares for others at the expense of oneself. Mm -hmm. And yes. And so his, his idea was if you can recognize these areas and say, okay, which ones do I need to work on? And you can look at that. So I know that sometimes we get on here and it's like, man, okay, I don't want to do any more soul work. I'm tired. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's such a cool investment of your time because when cleared out, it actually allows you to not have to think about that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Like for your body to feel better instead of shoving, shoving, shoving. And then you're like, oh, I don't know why my kidney is acting up. And it's really like this resentment you had with an ex, right? That you just never wanted to to metabolize that emotion. And so anyway, I just love... I sent Angela a TikTok today that was like, you know how hurt people hurt people? Well, healed people heal people. And I loved that. And so it was this idea of on the podcast, we just want to bring up different things that have helped like our medicine to our souls and that we can share with other people to be like, hey, listen, this might be a match for you. Maybe this pinged off to you in some way. Um, and so I don't know, we just really hope, um, for all of us women to come together. First of all, I was so blessed from hearing, um, your stories. And I, I just love us being able to come together and whoever's listening for you to kind of be like co-creating in this space of healing all together and, um, opening our minds and our hearts. And anyway, so really glad that we had this episode and it has been like, seriously, Karen, you have been such a delight. I just love hearing your stories and your energy. And so thank you so much for coming on anyway. So for people who are listening and have absolutely fallen in love with you, where can they find you? (laughs) Oh, thank you for asking me on here and to discuss this. It's been, it's been beautiful. I've really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I am on Instagram. I am at Fierce Wellbeing. Um, that's my handle. And I also, my website is um, where I see clients who have um, concerns with their health and they want help holistically and naturally. I am fiercewellbeing.com. And we, I love that. Yes, we will link her in the show notes. Uh, so you guys will be able to click on that. And we're we're so happy to have Karen on with us chatting today. And we hope you guys took away something. Uh, if you pick up a remedy of anybody's, let us know. Uh, we'd love to chat and just see what comes up for you. We always wish you well. Happy to have you guys joining us today. And we love you and see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. I hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out and give us a rating or tell your best friend so we can connect more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us is on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah with no H at the end. And I am at Angela underscore party. Also, we wanted to give a quick shout out to Nicole Spolerich, our magical audio editor and Scott Hoying from Pentatonics for the sparkly intro. You two make us sound like we're not just two girls sitting on the living room floor with a mic. So we love you for it. Anyway, we love all of you guys. See you next Wednesday and stay woo woo.